everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. Hey parents, so last week I made my famous pecan pie for my family. And let me tell you, the pastry was amazing. Golden, crusty, and rich. So good. This, I know, was because I used Eggland's Best Eggs to make it with. Eggland's Best Eggs are a highly versatile, nutritious, wholesome ingredient and so easy to pack extra nutrition into every meal. Compared to ordinary eggs, Eggland's Best Eggs contain six times more vitamin D, 25% less saturated fat, more than double the omega-3s and vitamin B12, and 10 times more vitamin E. Eggland's Best Hens are fed a wholesome, all-vegetarian diet consisting of healthy grains, canola oil, and a supplement of rice bran, alfalfa, sea kelp, and vitamin E. Eggland's Best Eggs have more of the good stuff, the nutrition that helps give you and your family an extra boost, making them America's number one branded egg. How can you tell you're using an EB egg? Look for the distinctive EB stamp right on the shell. Eggland's Best Eggs are available nationwide. To find them at a store near you, visit egglandsbest.com. And now it's time for today's Christmas story request. Hi, Lucy. Harrison would like to send in a story idea about a head elf named Harrison, who is in charge of the magical creatures who help Santa to make his presents and deliver them to all the children of the world. One day, the magical creatures overhear Santa saying that he doesn't have the supplies to make one of the most special presents. Harrison sends the magical creatures out on a hunt to find the parts needed to make the special present before Christmas. It was a month until Christmas, and Santa's workshop was a bustling, busy place. Millions of toys needed slotting together, painting, stuffing, stitching, or dressing, not to mention placed into their colorful packages. Elves were hard at work at hundreds of benches throughout the workshop, making those special toys for the children of the world. But there was one elf who wasn't busy at a workbench. This was Harrison, and he wasn't not being busy because he was lazy. Oh, no. No, Harrison just had a different job to do. He was the head elf of magical creatures. The magical creatures of Santa's workshop don't get talked about much, but they are very important. Magic is a big part of Christmas, and the magical creatures of the workshop bring their own expertise and special abilities to help in keeping Christmas special. Already this morning, Harrison had fed the dragon, brushed the Yeti's hair, inspected the firefox's teeth, and changed the bedding in the lemming fairy's nest. And yet, with all that done, it was time for a quick hot chocolate and a piece of gingerbread for himself. He was just helping himself to a large slice of the sweet-tasting treat from the refreshment table when he heard Santa's voice. Looking up, he could see the thick wooden door to Santa's toy-designing room was slightly ajar, 
meaning that Harrison was just near enough to hear what was being said inside. Now, Harrison wasn't a nosy elf, and he didn't mean to listen in on somebody else's conversation, especially Santa's, but stood at the refreshment table meant he just couldn't help but hear what was being said. Oh, it's no good, Wexel. We we simply just can't do it, said Santa, sounding terribly disappointed. Oh, it's a shame, Santa, replied Wexel, Santa's top design elf. Rosalie is an extra special nice kid, one of the best, in fact, and, and this toy would have been perfect for her. But without the supplies, we, we simply can't make it. Oh, dear, oh, dear, said Santa sadly. How I do hate to let a child down. Come along, Wexel. Let's visit the supply store and see what we have in stock. Perhaps we can think of something else. Santa suddenly swung open the door, making Harrison jump. He didn't want to be accused of eavesdropping, but Santa and Wexel had bigger worries on their minds and simply marched straight past. Looking back at the toy designing room, Harrison could see that the door was now wide open, and inside there was a large sheet of paper laid out on the drawing board with a toy design sketched out upon it. This must have been the toy that Santa and Wexel were talking about. Intrigued, Harrison couldn't help himself but creep forward for a closer look. Across the top of the sheet, it said, Gift for Rosalie, and it showed a drawing of a plump, fluffy teddy bear. But no ordinary teddy bear. This cute-looking toy could walk and talk and smile and laugh, becoming the cuddliest of friends. Written down the side of the page were a long list of supplies required to build such a magical toy, including fabric and cotton and stuffing. All of these had big ticks next to the items, but there were four things marked by great big red crosses. The missing supplies, hissed Harrison as he read what they were. A hair from a unicorn's mane, the song from a phoenix, a frost giant's breath, and a firestone. Now, these were very unusual objects indeed. It was no wonder Santa didn't have the supplies needed. Harrison thought this over as he ventured back to the refreshment table and poured himself a hot chocolate. How sad, he thought, that this nice girl, Rosalie, wouldn't be getting the gift that Santa had wanted her to have. If only there was a way to help. With the mug of hot chocolate about to touch his lips, Harrison stopped suddenly as an idea occurred to him. <gasps> I could help, he realized. Putting down the undrunk mug with a thump upon the table, he raced off to the magical creature's tower. Each of the magical creatures had a very special job at Santa's grotto. The ice dragon controlled the temperature in and around the workshop, so it was pleasant and comfortable inside despite the freezing weather beyond. The Yeti had an astounding sense of smell, and so he'd patrol the grounds, sniffing out trouble from wolves and hungry polar bears. The Firefox provided the power for Santa's larger toy-making machines that constructed the parts for the elves to assemble. 
Finally, the lemming fairy, the most unusual of all the creatures, made the magical sacks into which Santa could put so many presents. Everyone, everyone! He shouted excitedly as he burst in. I need your help. Oh, what is it? Asked the dragon, looking up from where he was curled up in his lair. Santa needs some extra special supplies, and we're going to have to get them for him. Grinned Harrison. But what about our jobs? Said the Yeti. There's only a month until Christmas. Yes. Said the firefox. Surely we we need it here. Oh yes, yes. Said Harrison, dismissing their worries with a wave of his hand. But we can spare a day, I'm sure. The temperature is perfect. The site is secure. The machines are working perfectly, and Santa's sacks are almost done. Just two more to go. Said the lemming fairy, holding up her needle and thread. Oh well, if if you're sure. Said the dragon. Perfectly sure," grinned Harrison. "And the sooner we get going, the sooner we can get back." The magical creatures trusted the elf that cared for them, so without any further delay, they were soon on their way. Sat upon the ice dragon's snow white back. "Where to first?" asked the dragon as they rose into the air, powered by his broad wings. "We need to find a unicorn." Said Harrison gleefully, but they're almost impossible to find," declared the firefox. "Not by me," smiled the yeti, sniffing the air. "My nose will take us to one." He pointed a large white finger southwards. "That way." The elf and the four magical creatures flew across the snowy land to a great forest. With the yeti guiding them to land beside a frozen lake, and there stood beside the ice was a unicorn. To say it was surprised to have such a strange group land beside it was something of an understatement, and it almost turned and fled. But it soon became clear that this unicorn was troubled. What's the matter? Asked Harrison gently. Oh, I, I never say thirsty. Whined the unicorn, but the ice is too thick to break with my hoof or my horn. Oh, I can help you with that," said the firefox, dropping down from the dragon's back. She stood upon the shore as her body began to glow brightly, melting the snow and ice around her in a beautiful circle. Oh, thank you, thank you," said the grateful unicorn. "If only there was something I could do for you." There is," said Harrison. "Would you please give us one hair from your mane?" "Oh, of course," agreed the unicorn happily. Moments later, the four creatures and Harrison were in the sky again. "We need a phoenix next," said the elf. "A phoenix?" said the yeti in surprise. "Well, they're much harder to find than unicorns." He sniffed and sniffed the air. But was coming up with nothing. Well, I can't smell a single one. We should try the volcano," suggested the lemming fairy. "I've heard tales of one living there." The yeti interrupted and folded his arms. Well, I don't think there is one there, else I would have smelled it. But without any other option, to the volcano they made their way. 
Most creatures steered clear of the volcano, with its red-hot bubbling center, and the ice dragon was particularly nervous as they circled over it. I can't see a phoenix, grumbled the yeti. Then let's land and take a closer look, suggested Harrison. This they did, careful to keep their distance from the steep slope down to the volcano's boiling heart. Here, shouted the lemming fairy suddenly, flapping her tiny wings. A nest! They gathered around a pile of carefully stacked stones, upon which sat a single golden egg that was rocking gently. No wonder I couldn't smell the phoenix, said the yeti. It's about to be reborn. Well, somehow we need to collect its song, explained Harrison, just as he realized what was happening with the egg. <gasps> Step back, it's hatching. The lemming fairy quickly rummaged in her tiny bag, made from the same material as Santa's sacks. Although tiny, it was full of thousands upon thousands of magical objects. With a cry of success, she pulled a snail shell decorated with silver thread from her bag. Just as the egg cracked and a roar of heat escaped, a baby phoenix covered in flames stood triumphantly at the nest's center and sang her beautiful song. The tune swirled through the air to be caught in the silver-threaded shell. I've got it! The lemming fairy cried happily, holding the shell high. Excellent work, replied Harrison proudly. As the phoenix, exhausted by its hatching, settled down to sleep. Where to next? asked the ice dragon. We've done well so far. Well, the next one could be tricky, admitted Harrison. We need the breath of a frost giant. Oh, said the dragon wearily. Yes, that could be a problem. Frost giants lived in the mountains and glaciers that were as far away from people as they could get. They were a grumpy group of beings who didn't like anyone that wasn't a frost giant. But the creatures they hated most of all were dragons. Well, perhaps I could drop you a few miles away, suggested the concerned ice dragon. We don't have time, replied Harrison. It could take us hours, even days, to get close enough to a frost giant on foot. We need to search for one from the air. Reluctantly, this is what they did, and it wasn't long until they found one. Or rather, it found them, hurling an enormous boulder skywards. Be gone, foul dragon, it roared. What do we need from it? asked the worried firefox. It's breath, said Harrison, as another rock sailed past him. And that won't be easy. Hmm, said the dragon. Flying around up here won't help us. I've got an idea, but, but we do need to be closer. To their surprise, the dragon flew down to land. What are you doing? wailed the firefox. The frost giant will smash and crush us all. No, oh, don't worry, said the dragon patiently. I intend to be quick. The frost giant stamped up to them, waving a club made from an entire tree trunk. How dare you land here, dragon? I'll break you in two. I'll eat your bones for my dinner. I'll... But that was all the giant said. 
because as it blustered and shouted, the dragon froze the very breath as it left the frost giant's mouth, creating a solid icy cloud. The frost giant was so stunned, it became speechless. Quickly, the ice dragon extended his long neck forward and plucked the frozen breath from the air before the frost giant could react. And then, wasting no more time, took to the skies once more. Brilliant, cheered Harrison. Oh, you did it! Now we just need a firestone. But I'm afraid I, I don't know what one of those is. None of the magical creatures did. Oh, no, said the Yeti. We were doing so well. They flew around as they racked their brains for an answer. I can't think of a thing, confessed the Lemming Fairy. They asked a snoozing snowy owl. They even stopped a passing polar bear. But nobody knew what a firestone was. Well, perhaps we should return to the volcano, suggested the firefox helpfully. Maybe that's what it means. Look, there's someone down there, said Harrison, pointing. Let's ask him. Once again, the ice dragon landed softly in the snow. This time, beside a figure in a tall black top hat and a bright yellow scarf. A snowman, cried the lemming fairy. You're a long way from any children. Oh, uh, I suppose I am, said the snowman. I thought I'd go and visit Santa at his workshop and, uh, well, see if I could help him. But I've only got a big ball for a lower body, so it's taken me a long time to get there. That's where we live said Harrison with delight. Really? Oh, I don't suppose you could give me a lift, could you? Asked the snowman politely. Well, we would, said Harrison, but we need to find a firestone first. The problem is, none of us knows what a firestone could possibly be. Oh, said the snowman. Oh, I think I might. His arms were made from thin branches and he used his twig fingers to pluck one of the black buttons that ran down his front. I think this is a firestone, he said. It's a piece of coal. Coal, said Harrison, slapping a hand to his forehead. Of course, you can light them and use them to keep you warm. He took the piece of coal from the snowman with a huge smile. Now we can head back to the workshop and we'll gladly take you with us. When Santa saw a snowman had traveled all the way to see him, he was delighted. <laughs> of course you can stay and help us, Santa laughed happily. The more the merrier. In fact, you can help myself and Wexel solve a particular problem we're having in coming up with a replacement gift for a wonderful girl called Rosalie. Um, Santa? said Harrison quietly. We might be able to help you with that. Santa and Wexel were amazed to see the four special items placed upon the table before them. The unicorn's hair, the shell containing the phoenix's song, the frozen frost giant's breath, and the firestone. Goodness gracious me, said Santa in disbelief. It's exactly everything that we need. I, I hope it was okay to help, said Harrison nervously. My boy, said Santa, 
Of course it was. And what's more, I think that puts all of you right near the top of my good list. And so it was, with a month still to go, Christmas for one special girl would remain extra special after all. And although he didn't know it yet, come Christmas morning, Harrison would be getting something rather special too. The end.